When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, ECRG here. We're back with another live. Thank you guys for listening in. The support for these lives has been absolutely amazing. For those of you that continue to come in on a week in and week out basis, I don't think we had one last week, but the week before that, we had a good friends of mine, uh, Panda and T. Um, they're based out of the South as well. T was a clinical trial manager and Panda is uh, a CRA, both been in the industry a long time. We've had crazy amount of experience between the three of us on the stream. So sorry for those of you that missed it. Um, quick point of order. If you guys are going to, uh, want to continue and be notified of these lives and when they're scheduled, definitely want to make sure you hit the bell on the YouTube channel. So you're notified every single time I post, as you guys know, I don't go crazy with the posting, so you're not going to get notified all the time. So if you're listening right now, please go ahead and hit the bell so you're notified whenever I make one of these lives or I go live because YouTube sometimes does not notify everyone that wants to know. So make sure that you go and hit that bell right now. If you're listening to this, make sure you hit that bell right now so you're notified of every time I post or anything. And I typically try to schedule these at least a day in advance to give people enough time to view them. and. Um, you know, these are just great opportunities for you guys to come in, ask questions, and we could talk all things clinical research. Um, a lot of people have mentioned that, you know, they've missed it for whatever reason. I don't know why, because I've been kind of doing these on a pretty consistent basis, but thank you guys for the people that come here and, um, definitely show love. So a fresh says, what's up? How you doing? Still chilling and not doing much in 2022 regarding site visits, et cetera. Um, no, um, just got back from a visit actually Friday night, um, uh, was in South Carolina, actually Charleston, South Carolina. It was beautiful and absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely doing visits. Stuff is starting to pick back up right now. And I knew it does. Clinical research comes in waves. Some moments you're doing so much stuff and you're like, wow, when is it going to be over? Then other moments you're just sitting at home, not doing much. So definitely good question. Thanks for popping in here. A fresh. So guys, go ahead and drop your questions uh, down in the chat. Let me see. Where can I put my banner? Here we go. Drop your questions in the chat if you haven't already. Um, so thanks a fresh for that question and comment. But yeah, guys, if you guys are listening, make sure that you guys hit that bell so you're notified every time I release a video or I do one of these live streams because, you know, we've we've grown this platform to, we're almost at 5,200 subscribers and we are just growing, growing, growing. I've been looking at the, some of the statistics and the watch time. You guys are watching the heck out of these episodes and um, the subscribers are growing about four to five people a day. So this channel is really, really growing. You guys are definitely enjoying the information and I'm just going to try and keep providing it as best as I can. Um, so yeah, 
before we answer any more questions or go any further, I want to let you guys know about the programs we have available. So prices have gone up. So if you were on the fence before about doing any of these programs, prices have gone up. Every program price has gone up. Um, so the first one that you guys have heard about is probably the resume review program. That's where I review your resume line by line and discuss with you how to improve it. Um, we have different packages there, different price points for what you uh, can afford, but um, the prices have gone up on that as well, but well worth, well worth it specifically because um, your resume could be what's holding you back from your recruiter even looking at it or even making it past the electronic systems. So you got to make sure that your resume is on point. And, you know, a lot of these clinical research jobs, you're coming out making 50, 60,000, just entry level. So what's 100, 200, 300, 400, what's even 500 bucks if you're making that much money coming out? So we got the resume review program, interview preparation, um, interview preparation we have as well. So if you are having trouble in interviewing and you need someone who's actually knowledgeable in the industry, um, if you need someone who is actually able to ask the questions that they're going to ask for you in an interview, because you can practice with your friend, but let's be honest, they don't know anything about clinical research. So if you need that, we have that as well. Interview preparation and salary negotiation was the most recent thing that we have added as well. Um, which is great. That's actually free to you because if you do not get an increase in your salary uh, or benefits, then you will get, be refunded 100% of your money. So that's also great. And let's see, what else do we got? Um, career consultation. If you don't know what in clinical research you want to do, if you don't know how to get to where you want to go, let's say you're a CTA, you're trying to figure out how to be a CRA, I can consult with you on the best ways to go about that. We can do that either, I think, 15, 30 minutes or an hour. So depending on how much time you need. Um, so yeah, guys. So if you're interested in any of those programs, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Once again, that's eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. So let's see. A Fresh also says, I mentioned weeks ago that I got accepted as a CRA intern at IQVIA in Europe. Thanks for your tips and stories. I will try to stay years until senior CRA and then hop maybe to look for a better uh, position. Um, yeah, it's really up to you, A Fresh, how long you want to stay. Once you got CRA experience, actually on-site monitoring experience, and you do that for months, let's say a year, you can jump however you want. However, the, the appetite is not as strong in Europe as it is in the USA. So you just kind of got to understand your market, understand your job market. Um, clinical trials are increasing every single year. Um, so you just got to, um, you know, keep that in mind that, you know, whatever the market will bear is what you can do. So in America, some people jump every six months and it's not really looked down upon because there's such a need for uh, CRAs. Um, some people jump every year. Some people don't jump that much. It just depends on you and your appetite for that. Um, you know, some companies offer really, really great perks. So it makes it hard to leave because you may not get it. Get those same perks. Um, all right. 
Tatiana asks the consultation. She must be talking about the career consultation. I have, if I have an interview later down the road, can I still consult prior to, or is it a one-time deal? So Tatiana, you're actually asking about two separate things. I believe the career consultation. I mean, and really any of these packages I offer can be bought a la carte as well. So you can kind of make your own package. Um, but if you're talking, if you are interested in career consultation, that's typically going, that can be any time. I mean, I consult with people that are project managers looking to get to project directors or project managers looking to be CRA. So it can be anywhere in your career. It's not just for people that are trying to get into the industry. Um, and then the interview prep, that's a completely separate thing. I like to do interview preparation before you actually have an interview scheduled. Um, so I'm not really trying to do it when you're not doing, when you don't have a position lined up or anything. Cause I like to cater my interview questions to exactly the type of position that you're actually going to be interviewing for. So I like to wait, you know, a few days before your actual interview. Um, we kind of keep in com communication before that, but most people, honestly, uh, I guess it depends, but a lot of people will do the resume review program. And I got a package with the elite package, um, that comes with interview preparation included in that package. So with that one, I do the resume review. And then when you start applying and start getting callbacks to do actual interviews, that's when we do the interview preparation. So, um, you know, and I've had people interview prep with me a, a couple times more than once as well. Um, if you feel like you want to practice and, you know, we ask really hard questions too. I want my questions to be harder than the actual interview. Um, so you can, you can come back if we do, if we do one session and you feel like, um, you want some more practice, you can do another sec, another session as well. So don't feel like it's just a one-time thing because it's not. So really good question there, Tatiana. Hopefully that answered it. So yeah, guys, uh, as you see, some people have already dropped their questions and comments down in the chat. So uh, go ahead and drop your questions and comments in the chat if you have any questions or concerns um, about clinical research. So, um, and then, yeah, I guess to kind of go, go back to the history of this, we had uh, Panda and T on last time we did this, I think it was two weeks ago. Then we have my other buddy, T, who works for a sponsor as well. Um, he's a CRA. He came on. Um, and, you know, just so much information that these individuals are able to provide. We also had the clinical trials guru, Dan Sfera, in the building. Shout out to him. Um, he's showed nothing but love since I started making these episodes. And um, I've been on his channel a couple times. And I think we're going to have a collaboration again here pretty soon, probably a May time frame. Because he kind of stopped doing the lives and took a break from that. But I think he's going to come back. And yeah, that's an absolute blast doing it with him. So I had him on and we talked about his clinical research sites and everything he's going got going on um, now. And even how he had to close down a couple sites during the pandemic. Um, just absolutely crazy. So shout out to him for just being so open with the information he provides. And really, he he kind of helped get me my start in the career in this career as well. I was watching his videos and, and trying to learn from him before I even had a job in this industry many years ago. So shout out to Dan. Um, and then I think, is that everybody I've had on the lives? I think so. Um, and then I've done a few solo lives. So we're doing, we're going solo tonight as well. So shout out to everybody here. Who's in the live. We got four people rocking with us tonight so far. We'll see if we can get it when it's really cooking. We got about eight. We got about eight or so. Um, so let's see. Does anyone else have any questions 
Um, I've, I don't know if, do I have any topics to discuss tonight? Let's see. Let's see what I got. I write down my, my topics, um, in my notes folder on my phone when I'm about to record a video, but I've just been loving, uh, doing this. Let's see, where is my notes here? Um, yeah, guys, go ahead and drop your questions in the chat if you've got any. If you've got any questions. So this has been really good. Thank you, everybody, for coming. If you guys have any better time to do it, so today we started at 6 p.m., and I figured most people are probably off work by that point. Um, I've done it during 11 a.m. as well, and we still got pretty good uh, number of people that were interested uh, come on during the live. So, um, dang, where is my where is my notes here? Product ideas. I got so many notes now. Ah, here we go. Uh, okay. Oh, we done that one. Sky Club, we done that one. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of stuff that will help everyone in here. You know, I guess one thing I want to talk about, specifically with us coming back from the pandemic, and that being over is CRA life and personal life, CRA life and personal life. So I did this episode a while ago, but for those who haven't been following, we've been talking, I was, a lot of people have been talking about burnout and CRAs being burnt out was a major discussion back in uh, 2019, 2018, CRA burnout, CRA burnout. And so what the CROs did was they, they came out with a specific day on site metric. Hey, we expect you to be on site eight days a month or six days a month. And that was seen as a way to prevent CRAs that were going on site 10, 12, 14 days a month. And believe it, believe me, sometimes it happens where they're on site that much. But a lot of people were complaining about burnout who were going on site, because don't forget our job is to be on site. Uh, and monitoring these subjects and stuff. But then they're going on vacations every weekend too. Look, this is, this is a lifestyle role. This, you, can't do it, you can't do everything that your other normal nine to five folks, uh, people are doing. There's gonna be times where you're getting back late night. And really, if you're getting back at 1 a.m. and then you're going on a personal trip the next day where you wake getting up early and having to drive all this and that, that's really on you not to let it, not to make sure that your work and personal life really flow more together. That's really on you to make sure that you have um, that kind of CRA life versus personal life balance, because it's really not the CRA life that's burning you out because you know what you signed up for. It's your personal life that's burning you out. So really keep that in mind when you guys are um, being a CRA. And when they ask you, you know, to go to California that week, maybe that's not the week that you should go uh, to Europe. Maybe you shouldn't go to Europe the next day uh, on your 10 day vacation. Maybe that's not the time to do that. Um, Cause you know, I had a, a number of people that were complaining about 
the CRA job. But every time I look on their Snapchat, Instagram, you know, they in this place that, you know, they in York this weekend, they partying in Miami the next weekend. I'm like, look, you can't, you can't do that every week. That's, that's not what this is about. So, um, yeah, CRA life isn't burning you out. Your personal life is. And I think that's true of a lot of people in general trying to do, uh, so much in their personal life. Um, but at the expense of their work life. All right, guys, go ahead and drop your questions down in the chat. If you have any, Here, I'm going to take this off. Go ahead, drop your questions down in the chat. If you have any, so we already talked about resume review program, interview prep, career consultation. I don't think we have any, uh, other programs. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, we talk about burnout, burn, CRA life versus personal life burnout. And CRAs just aren't the only people that can get burnout in this industry. Um, typically, they associate it with CRAs just because we're on the road so much. Um, and it definitely can burn you out. I could tell you layovers, having a bunch of layovers. Um, for example, I'm in a place where it's hard for me to get direct flights to wherever I need to go. But if you live in like an Atlanta or something and you have the Delta hub there, you can pretty much get direct to almost anywhere because all the flights I do have to go through Atlanta anyway. Um, so those can burn you out. Also long flights. If you're going back and forth, East coast to West coast, West coast to East coast, um, that can burn you out as well. So there's, all, there's, there's ways to manage it. Um, that's part of the reason why CROs were like, we're switching to this regional model where they want CRAs to be based regionally and they're going to monitor regionally as well so that they're not traveling long distances via flights. Hopefully it's going to minimize the layovers, get more direct flights. Look, guys, the more direct flights you have, the easier it's going to be on your life, your body. You would start noticing changes in your body too, sitting in the plane seats all, all types of hours as well. So, you know, burnout, burnout is something that does happen. And, um, you know, there's, there are ways around it. All right. Drop your questions down below in the chat, guys. So we got three people on with us tonight so far. Let's see. Let's see if we got any more coming on. What do you guys want to talk about? Anything you guys want me to talk about, put put it in the chat below, the three people that are listening. Anything in specific you guys want me to go over? Anything at all? Um, yes, yeah, so now we got four people. Anything you guys want me to talk about, put it down in the chat. Uh, I got a bunch of travel tips. I think I'll wait to release that um, as an actual video. So make sure you guys, whenever I do that, make sure you guys show love to that one. I got, uh, travel tips and these can work for your personal life as well as, uh, business life as well. Help you get a little bit more when you're traveling. Um, yeah, I got, a, I got a lot of good topics here. I can't, I can't share them all on here, but we'll see. A lot has changed to the pandemic. Um, I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, 
the flights, uh, airlines were were not allowing people to sit next to each other. So it was like everything was like first class pretty much. All right, what does A Fresh say? A Fresh, thank you for your comment. A Fresh says there was definitely a time when the boomers stayed decades in one zero or maybe till retirement. When do you think the shift happened that the younger ones started job hopping so frequently? Happens a ton. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, that was definitely a generational thing with the boomers that they would stay with one company and retire with them. Uh, that was definitely a thing. Um, uh, I guess, I mean, there's a generational difference. I mean, I guess the younger people used to the internet, used to getting information fast, kind of getting what they want a little bit faster. I think that played a role. Um, one, being able to see what other people make at other companies. So Glassdoor probably had an impact on that. And just being able to see what the salaries salary ranges were at other companies um, and being like, hey, if I go over here, I can make $10,000 more, $15,000 more. That w- People didn't have that information back then. They didn't, people didn't share how much money they made with each other back then. That was taboo. And then when that taboo got lifted, probably when the information became public on the internet, people were like, hey, I mean, why am I staying here when I can go make way more money? I mean, and the money thing really matters, especially um, when you're starting out. You know, go the difference between 50000 and 60000 is a pretty big difference. It's only $10,000 versus the difference between making 125000 and 135000 Your life doesn't really change that much. Um, but when you're going from 50 to 60, that's a pretty big change or 60 to 70, you know, that increment matters more than it does going from 125 to 135 because there's not many things that you couldn't buy at 125 that you can now buy at 135. But from 50 to 60, that's an extra vacation or two a year. Um, That's potentially a little bit nicer car um, that you can afford. Uh, That's potentially, you know, a little bit more house you can afford or a little nicer apartment you can rent. So it really matters going from 50 to 60 as opposed to um, 125 to 135. And then, of course, if we're talking 250 to 260, still a $10,000 difference, but there's pretty much no difference in lifestyle or actual, um, you know, you're probably not even going to notice that in your bank account. But from 50 to 60, you're definitely going to notice that, that difference. So I think I think that matters when you're hopping as well. So young folks, they definitely want to make more money sooner. And the, the old folks were just fine being consistent as long as they had the money to, you know, take take care of their family, um, pay their bills on time. That's what mattered. Um, so we got six. Dang, we really cooking now. I wonder what happened. We got six people in this chat right now. So Tatiana, before I come to you on your question, I just want to say, um, guys, go ahead and drop your questions or comments in the chat. If you want us to talk about a specific topic, go ahead and drop it in the chat. If you have a question, drop it in the chat as well. So questions or comments. Um, yeah, so Tatiana asks, let's see. Tatiana asks, so I had my first CRA pre-interview the other day, no callback. Are those typical having a pre-interview before the interview? How can I prepare for those? So Tatiana, I think what you're referring to here is a recruiter screen probably. Um, 
So you probably talk to a recruiter. Um, and I don't know, she didn't pass you on to the hiring manager. Um, I'm not really sure of your previous experience and background. I've seen you on here a couple of times before, so definitely appreciate your support, but I'm not really sure about your individual, uh, previous experience and stuff. I don't know who the company's with. Um, so I'm assuming that you have experience since you're applying for a CRA role. Um, so in that case, I would definitely follow up. That's one of the biggest things you can do in this industry is when you don't hear anything, follow up. So many times, um, so, so many times they just forget you. They just forget about you. And it's not, it's not anything that, you know, you did or anything, but they just forget about you. They forgot to follow up with you. And a lot of times they'll be like, or if, or if you, they meant to give you an interview and they didn't, but they have enough candidates. So they just pick someone else. So if you don't hear any, if you don't hear a no, make sure you following up every few days or so, unless they tell you, you know, they're going to make a decision by a certain date. Definitely follow up every few days if you're supposed to have be having interviews and stuff, because you guys have heard the saying, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So that's literally happened to me before where um, I followed up and, you know, then I got an interview after I followed up. So definitely want to make sure you guys are following up, following up and following up. Sorry, great interview. Um, I would definitely say not getting callbacks is very common for people with zero experience. Um, it's just par for the course. If you, if all you guys here worked in the industry, you guys, I'm sure remember what it was like applying for your first jobs in this industry or trying to get your first job. Some people, they get lucky and you know, it don't take many applications for them to get a job. Other people, you literally have to apply for a hundred. And some people may think I'm joking, but a hundred is actually half of what I recommend. I recommend you shoot for 200 jobs when you're trying to get in this industry. So hundred is half. So yeah, so definitely make sure you're following up on those uh, jobs that you don't hear anything back from. And, um, you know, hopefully there's some more CRA positions out there to apply to. Let's see. I'm going to open up, I'm going to open up Indeed right now. We're going to see, we're going to see what kind of CRA jobs we can find out here today. Um, so yeah, guys, put your comments down in the chat. I'm about to open up Indeed on my phone. Let's see. I'm going to start calling people out. Calling out jobs here. Um, so one of the things I like, oh, now it looks like Indeed has this urgently hiring thing. So for those people that are looking to get entry level, we're talking clinical trial assistance, a pretty good place to start. Um, so looks like Icon is hiring clinical trial assistance and they hit me up all the time. Um, ErgoMed, I don't know much about them, but they're hiring study startup specialists. Um, what else are they doing? Oh, CRAs as well. Um, based out of, um, I don't know where they're based out of actually, but there's definitely jobs out here, guys. There's definitely jobs out here. So make sure you guys are applying and being aggressive. And, you know, these jobs that are out here for 30 plus days, you want to filter based on the new ones. 
Um, you definitely want to filter them. Apply to those first, but still apply to the old ones if you if you want to or have to. Um, don't think just because it's old that you know there's a reason it's still there. Um, but you definitely want to apply to the newer ones first. All right, so while I'm looking at that, we have K Nice. K Nice said a comment. So K Nice 2.0 says, just got an intern offer for Icon. My goal is to eventually to become a CRA. What amount of time looks good for CV? Uh, well, you're an intern, so um, I'm assuming that either you'll have an opportunity to get a full-time role after that. It doesn't say contract, it says intern. Um, if you're in college and you're an intern, any, any amount of time they'll give you, any experience you can get in this industry is great. Um, most people don't have it, and that's definitely going to help you when you're trying to um, get in this industry, like get apply after college. I don't know if you said you're in college or whatever. Maybe you can add a little bit more uh, stuff there. I don't know if you just quit a job to become an intern. You know, all this depends. But I'm glad that you're getting actual experience. Um, I, I don't think one to two months or three to four months for that matter is good enough to be a CRA. Um, I think you're going to want a year of whatever you're doing to be a CRA, at least, at least a year. Um, some good jobs to look at. In-house CRA is really, really good to look at, especially because things are going more towards the remote way. Um, project specialist, project coordinator, things on the project management side are also good if you're interested in project management. But I think you get a better... You get a better understanding of clinical research from a more collaborative um, aspect. Uh, they said, yeah, I believe so. You believe you believe what, K-Nice? What, what are you saying? What do you mean? Are, are you in college or what? Hmm. Yeah, so go ahead and comment if you can. Um, um, but anyway, I think you're going to need at least a year of uh, clinical research experience to then go advertise your skills to be a uh, to advertise your skills to be a CRA. So, yeah, guys, drop your questions down below. We got one person in the chat. Drop your questions down below. Now we got three. I don't know how this thing keeps track because I promise I was answering somebody's question and it dropped down to one. But you guys are showing love. Go ahead. Drop your questions and comments down. What do you guys want to talk about? 
Um, so yeah, I want to talk about, I know one thing for sure I want to talk about is the job market. Um, clinical research coordinator. Okay. K9 says job will be offered, but no college. I actually switched from entertainment. Okay. I'm a, Okay. I don't know if that means you have a college degree or not. Um, I hope you have a college degree. It makes it easier. It's not necessary. It's not mandatory, but it definitely makes it easier. You're going to get a lot of no's and it depends how it depends how motivated you are. Um, I've seen someone get, go pretty far with an associate's degree, but you know, you just get, you just get, a lot of no's, but what you can do is if you can get on with the company, even with no college degree or associate's degree, you have got to keep the pressure on them because a lot of these companies will say things like we want to promote our employees. Uh, we're, we're looking for advancement for our employees. Uh, we want to make sure our employees grow. And if you have a job in this industry and they're not helping you grow, you need to call them out there and you need to be aggressive. You need to know what you're worth. You need to constantly be looking to improve your, you'd be constantly looking to improve um, your knowledge base and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's basically what I'm going to say. So it's possible without a college degree, but it's going to be hard. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so you're going to need experience to be a CRA. Point, point, period, end of story. Um, what else you guys got? What else you guys got? Um... So yeah, sorry I didn't upload a video. I think we're about a week out. Hope you, hopefully you guys watched. Did anyone watch that video on the the dressing in clinical research? Because that's definitely very important, um, especially now that people are going back into the office. Some people are. A lot of people aren't. But you know, I hate going into the office to be honest. Um, but yeah, dressing is very very important. It was usually business casual. Also dressing for your um, conference calls online. Your Zooms online is important as well. Make sure that you're not on there looking like a bum. All right, guys, we got any more questions or anything from the chat or else I'm going to go ahead and close this down. You guys got any questions? Before I call it quits today. Okay, nice. Thank you for your question. Tatiana, thank you for your question. A fresh, thank you for your questions as well. Thank you for your questions. Um, all right. So I may upload another video later this week as well. Um, I've got another special guest who 
I'd like to have on soon. Actually, I got two. One person is interested in having an interview. They work for they CEO of a company or something in the clinical research space. So would love to have them on. Um we'll figure it out. Um actually I'm a yeah, we'll set that up and um we'll see. Hopefully this was informative for you guys. I'm gonna go ahead and shut it down. Um, really good things coming. And for those that did not get the message, make sure that you hit the notification bell on the channel. You must do that so you guys are notified of this, of these live streams and live Q&A sessions. So make sure you hit the notification bell and make sure you're subscribed to the channel first. You have to be subscribed first, then hit the notification bell. So I see three people are in the chat now. If you are in the chat and have a question or comment, drop it now because I'm shutting down in 30 seconds or less. If we have nothing, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. Speak now or forever hold your peace, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for everyone that came on. Thank you for those that asked questions. We'll see you soon. Peace.